Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. So what I want to do tonight is what I'm calling a, w- a window on 2020. Um, always feel a bit vulnerable doing that because, you know, what if you say something and it doesn't happen, but I'll give it a good shot and, um, and we'll see sort of how we go from there. I want to do a little bit of letting you know some of the things that are going to happen in church this year uh, and also have a little bit of input, um, just some things I think that God's um, twigged me with. Uh, and I want to end up with some questions that you could ask yourself as you go through um, the rest of this week. So hopefully that will all come together and we will, um, you know, kind of uh, wrap up at that point just by praying and inviting inviting God to come and really bless and, and watch over our 2020. So when I think about um, the beginning of uh, 2020, my mind goes back to the end of 2019. At the end of 2019, Fran and I were at Parkery Beach, and some of you know that from our camp out. And some of you won't know that at all, but it's um, about an hour and a quarter north of here. And when the tide goes out at Parkery, it's a, it's a, it's a wild beach. Um, it's about 14 k's, it's a surf beach. And, um, and so the, the, the beach changes just all the time. It changes by the month, probably changes by the tide. And when the tide goes out, at least in November, back when we were there, um, at that point, it, it would leave this great big, air, great big pool, you know, maybe the size of four or five Olympic swimming pools, you know, sort of a, a, a big area, but it dwarfed by the, by the context of the whole beach. And it would sit there while the tide was out, and then the tide would come back in and refill the pool, of course, um, otherwise it would just get stagnant, stagnant along the way. Um, but the tide receded a long way away from it, and so one day Fran and I were walking on the beach, and it happened to be, say, an hour before high tide, and as we were there, we saw this, um, this river of water begin to come. I mean, I mean a, a narrow, not, not a, sorry, a river's probably a, a bad word, but, a, but this, this stream of water began to come towards, from the tide, and come towards this pool of water that had been sitting there since the, since the last tide. And it was the sort of there was a sort of thing that it was it wasn't very high and it wasn't very wide. You would have almost thought you could put your foot in front of it and stopped it, but there was something about the nature of it that was inexorable, and it, and there was no way that you could have stopped that thing. It was driven by a, a bigger force, you know. And obviously the moon and the tides, and you know, probably we understand a little bit of, you know, kind of the way that the world works and stuff. And but but it was travelling really fast, and I, I've I've never really seen that before, particularly in in New Zealand, and and so it was a, about a slow walk pace, and we just walked with it. We walked with it. We walked with it for about fifty metres, until this this um, stream of water connected with the existing you know pool that was already there, and when the water hit the pool. Um, it created turbulence, it created friction, um, sand was stirred up, but there was like the sense of the needed refreshment of the pool that was already there. And um, by the end, of, we went on a walk, by the end that we came back, sort of the tide had come in even more. You couldn't really determine the pool from the, the original pool from the stream that had come in. But of course, you know, as the tide went out, the whole thing happened again. And it was a very, a very powerful moment really for me as I was looking at it because I was thinking about church in 2019. I reflect back 
on 2019 before I go into 2020 with a sense that the two things that I'd particularly remember um, going back to 2019, one was um, the, the uh, huge change really that we had in some of our key team members, some of our key staff along the way of 2019 that is that is you know kind of created an environment of of beginning to you know have to think again think differently create some fresh channels in of of the water into the pool i think if i could use that as a metaphor and the other thing i think a lot about is what we did with our evening service in 2019 which was you know um sort of invest in it in a whole new way and you you'll know the story if you've been here but bringing it forward to five o'clock and adding a children's service and and, and working, you know, kind of really hard in the area of worship and, and lots of different things that we did during that time. And I, I look back and it's like one of those we, we created deliberately, sort of this pool of water, come, or this, this um, new stream of water coming into the existing pool. And one of those God was doing, you know, kind of almost despite us. But both of them were good processes and some of them are still in process even as we go. We need to work further in terms of our evening service, but it's such a good place to be, isn't it? The five o'clock service at Shaw Vineyard—it's sort of—it's become such a such a wonderful thing to be, and we're still in the process, obviously, of you know, kind of nailing down some details of, of people to lead areas in our church, like worship and um, our food bank, and, and 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 creating the community that we think that we're uh, you know, kind of really important, and so really significant moments. So I'd love you to keep that picture in mind, and I'll I'll come back to it at the end of my message today. Now, at Shaw Vineyard here, we've been here for five years, which seems incredible. So it's five years ago that we moved into the building and, and um, after you know a lot of years of setting up in different places. And so over the years, we've always had kind of a theme that we were have um, for the course of the year. Sometimes they've been really you know, deliberate themes that we've really pounded, and sometimes they've been more subliminal themes that we've sort of come back to that this is what we're going to do and so we've we had a series all year that we called relate we did relate intimate we did relate um together relate um neighbors and and um and relate divine we we did this the sense of um you know kind of developing relationships um next year we talked about following jesus stand tall and look out your kingdom come and from here to there, you, you may not have even heard if you've sat there for the whole of last year, the phrase from here to there. But it did feel like this is what we were trying to do, either in a big way or in a small way, is to, to help individuals, to help anything that we're doing as a church just take its next step, to move its next step along. And I, I think, you know, in some areas we had some success in that. In some areas, you know, maybe we didn't, but it was an important thing. And so... Towards the end of last year, I got together with our staff team in particular and with our leaders one night and with our board. And, and, and I just have this real theme that th thinking that 2020 is going to be about connections, that it's a really important and significant thing for us in 2020 to be pursuing the way that we are able to connect with each other. And I was thinking about it during the, during the course of the summer and, and during the course of the break. It's like the way that we're connected with, um, I don't know, the internet and things like that, we are able to tap into, if, if you want in 2020, you could probably get you know, better worship than you're going to get here by listening to Hillsong or Bethel or something like that. And better, certainly you're going to get better preaching than you're going to hear. I can, I can claim that for myself. 
by listening to whoever's hot, you know, whoever, you know, kind of every everybody is, you know, kind of um, talking around at the moment. And so when you think about that, why would you even bother to come to church if you can, you know, kind of two of the staple things that you do at church, you can get better with without leaving home, you know, kind of you can do them, you know, kind of in front of the fire or something like that in the winter with your feet up or something like that. And the answer has got to be, it's because it's about us. It's because it's, it's not about, you know, that, that was the word from the Lord. Because you can get lots of words from the Lord <clears throat> wherever you want to go on, on your, your um, podcasts and things like that. Or you can sing worship songs, you know, kind of to your heart's content because we have, all have access to them. But it's about us. It's something about us. It's about something about us being connected. So that's a challenge to us, isn't it, along the way? And so I think, the connections idea, I don't know whether we'll ever preach a message this year called Connections or whether we'll ever, you know, kind of do a sermon series called Connections. But what I want us to do this year, if I can, is to, is to create environments where we can connect. And I guess at that point, what I want to ask you guys to do this year is to take the opportunity because I think it's a really important thing that God wants us to do, but also an important thing that we can do for each other and we can be together with. And so we also, you know, kind of we need to um, build and rebuild in some areas, you know, sort of as I've said, um, in, in some leadership things that we need. I, I'd like us this year to, to rethink um, the way we do midweek church, so as well as our home groups to add some other ingredients. And what I'm planning to do is on the 2nd of February, which is three weeks away, is to start our first series of the year, which will have something at least of a connections theme. And um, on that night and that morning, so we'll do the same morning and night, to share something of a blueprint is how I see it for the year. Um, because we've still got to have lots of conversations with various people over the next three years. But one thing that I can say, as of just, just before the service, is on the night of the 2nd of February, after church, we're going we're gonna to move out of here and we're going to go to Cameron and Victoria's place and we're going to have pig on the spit or lamb on the spit or tofu on the spit, apparently. We're going to be able to do all of the above on the same spit, although, you know, kind of maybe it won't. And we're going to have the opportunity to connect in that in an area outside. They are great hospitality people, and they have a fantastic place for us just to be together. And I want to encourage you to come. I want to encourage you, you know, you, you may never stay afterwards, but it's our opportunity to connect, to be together. Um, and if for some reason the second doesn't work out, we'll, we'll do it the ninth or whatever. But we're going to do that, but the plan is to do it on the second. And that's the idea. We are, we're going we're gonna to take, take you to water, and we really hope you'll drink. I think that, that would be a really important thing for us to do as we go. Also, on the 13th to the 15th um, of March, we're going to have our annual camp out. Um, and March is going to be really significant for us because it's our 30th birthday as a church in March. It's actually April the 1st is our 30th birthday, but, um, but I'm going to be away on April the 1st, and um, I'm a really big party guy, so some of you will know this, and so, and so I have to be here for the party, so we're going to bring it a little bit early. So we're going to start with a camp out, which we've done over the last maybe four years, um, and we would love you to come. Same thing. So or every year, I mean, we get a great response to this, So, but every year you have people who say, oh, I'm not coming to camp out because I don't like camping. It's like, we'll put you with the other people who don't like camping, and you can whinge about camping all, all your life, throughout the whole time. But the idea is connection. The idea is being together. The idea is sort of saying, hey, do you go to the morning service? I've never met you, and I've been here five years. How amazing is that? 
the idea is saying, oh, do you sit on the left-hand side? I sit on the right-hand side. I've never been brave enough to cross the divide, you know, between the two. And all of a sudden you're fishing together or, you know, building sandcastles together or something like that. And so that'll be at the Parkery Beach Holiday Camp. You can book in now. We'll have more information. But we love you, love you, love you to be there for the day on the Saturday or for the whole weekend. We hope as many as possible can come for the whole weekend. And then um, on March the 22nd, which is a Sunday, so the 5th, 13th, the 15th, Friday, Friday night, Saturday night, basically, you got a book. Sunday, we'll go home. Um, March the 22nd, the Sunday, our two services will be around Thanksgiving. Because for 30 years, you know, we as a church have kind of, you know, we've, we've faced some times where it's been, it seemed unlikely that we'll be back next week, let alone back next year. And over those years, we've planted, you know, kind of generously out of our church into other churches. And, you know, we've felt the burn of that sometime, and yet we've, you know, kind of we've struggled back sometimes and we've, and, we, and we've kind of, you know, sort of come back strongly at other times. And there's a lot to be thankful for. And so we want to have a focus in that time. And so I want to encourage you to be part of that, to, to not, not to say, you know, kind of, well, I'm not a very thankful person, so I'm not coming on the 22nd. It's like, you know, let's come and hear the stories of the things that God does and how good God is. Those are some of the things, again, against the background of connection. So the, there are three things I want to ask of you kind of as we, as we launch into our year. The first is, would you pray for us as a church this year? And I don't sort of mean, you know, sort of every now and then or whatever, but, but just determine to pray for Shaw Vineyard Church this year. I don't know 30, you know, kind of all those years that I've ever asked for that. If you can't think of anything to pray for, pray for me, for goodness sake. It would be fantastic to know that people are praying, but really to pray. Uh, I think the second thing is to get involved this year. And so it's like, you know, I, I, I do suspect that it looks like often that, you know, kind of everything just happens and, there's, and we have plenty of people to do everything in church. And it's, it's, it's just never like that. Every week we're sweating on, is there somebody to, to do the, the snacks after church? Is there, are there enough people to play on the worship team? You know, kind of is there somebody who can cover, you know, kind of sound tonight or AV or kids church or something like that? And so, you know, kind of this year, you know, if you don't have any involvement, this is the invitation because on the basis of connection, it's not on the basis of do I have the time, it's on the basis of serving and loving and being part of a congregation. You know, giving would be another thing, you know, to contribute, to be part of. I want to encourage you and ask you to kind of get involved this year. And the other thing, so I've probably labored a bit, but is to get to know each other. You know, isn't, wasn't it great sharing holiday snaps with somebody and hearing something of their story, you know, kind of in, in long and dis distant uh, places? You know, kind of go back to that person and say, hey, are we Facebook friends? Are we, you know, kind of can we connect or something like that so that we can be part of something that grows and develops? So those are some of my thoughts as we go into the new year. So I wanna, I've, I've got a couple of observations. So those are church things in a sense. I'll, I'll, I'll park those over here and hopefully, you know, kind of you'll see some of the things I've talked about out, outworked over the next few months and stuff. But I've been thinking about a couple of things that I think might be good for each and every one of us this year. So this is more to, to each of us as individuals, these kind of two thoughts that I want to share tonight. And the first thought is this, that sowing is the best form of reaping. So there's this biblical principle that is called sowing and reaping. If you reap, um, you know, a lot, you're going to, you, if you sow a lot, you're going to reap a lot. And so in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, it says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And it occurred to me, you know, that, that, that we are experts at reaping. We love to reap. 
you know, kind of a little bit like the sort of, I know I haven't studied for the exam, but God, would you get me through the exam? You know, kind of, we've all done that. You know, some of us may still be doing that. I don't know. Probably people are more grown up these days than, than do those sorts of things. But we're pretty good at sort of saying, get me out of here. I know I should have. I know I should have thought about it six months ago. But I'm doing. But the only thing we have control over is sowing. You know, if we sow this year, if we sow abundantly, and, and, and it's in whatever, you know, let's be abundant forgivers this year. You know, when somebody hurts us, and is someone going to hurt us this year? Oh, yeah. They probably hurt us before we leave the building tonight. And let's be abundant forgivers. Sow forgiveness. So, I don't know, joy, so generosity, you know, so understanding, so um, I'm not going to talk about somebody when they're not in the room in a negative way. So those things all over the place. Does that mean that anybody's not going to talk about you in a negative way when you're not in the room? Who, who knows? But when we sow those things liberally, abundantly, it seems that we're going to reap a return. I don't know when it will be. I don't know how it will look. But all I know is that we are in control of sowing. We, we either sow, we choose to sow, or we choose not to sow. And I want to say to you, let's be liberal sowers this year. I just think it would be a fantastic thing. And then the second thing that I feel like is important for us to know as we go into the year is that the promise, I think, of Jesus, that Jesus is with us in every season, and he will be with us in every season that we have this year. So we've just come out of Christmas. Last services that you would have been in this church anyway were in December. We had our Advent focus. Maybe you're here on Christmas Eve or maybe you're here in some of the weeks leading up to it. And we had an emphasis on this Matthew 1.23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive, bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which crucially for tonight means God with us. So this is a great Christmas scripture, isn't it? It's like, you know, kind of Jesus came and it was 2,000 years ago and he was Emmanuel and it was God with us. But it's God is with us now. God continues to be with us. And so during this year, we're going to have lots of different seasons in our lives. They won't be as predictable as spring, summer, autumn, and winter. But we're going to have lots of different seasons in our lives as we go through um, the things that we're doing. And for me, this was really kind of rammed home on the very first day of 2020, on January the 1st this year, or sort of uh, just to go back into Christmas, uh, to New Year's Eve, um, 2019. So, so we, Fran and I, we're, we're, um, we get a call on the night of New Year's Eve, and it's our son Elliot, who many of you know, and he's in Japan with his girlfriend, and they've got engaged. This is great news, isn't it? It's great news for, for the family, great news sort of the sense, you know, as parents, you raise your children with the kind of hope that they will find somebody who is, you know, kind of the perfect fit, the perfect match for them. And so, you know, kind of the the, the family begins to celebrate. It's like we, we, we want the best for her. It's like, you know, this is, a, this is a great thing that's taking place. So that's New Year's Eve at about 10.30 at night. Um, they ring and they're all excited and stuff like that from Japan. And then on New Year's Day, before midday, so within 12 hours of that, we get a message from Wellington from my brother's partner. And she says, um, he's in hospital. I came home today. He's had a brain bleed and he's in hospital and, and even to today, he's, he's paralyzed down his right-hand side. He can't speak, and he has an uncertain future. And so within, you know, kind of less than 12 hours, you're having, you're having a microcosm of the way that life goes. 
Life goes like this. And so in this year, I can't bring to you a year opener that says, you know, if we pray tonight, we're going to pray that we have no winters this year. We're going to pray that we have no bad crops this year. We're going to pray that nobody would be mean to us, that nobody would say anything, and we're going to really believe in it. It's, like, it's just not reality. And so I think what I can say to you, though, is that Jesus will be with us in every season this year. And some of you will be in winter now. Some of you will be struggling now. Some of you may have only just got to church tonight and really you don't even want to be here. You wondered whether church was your thing for this year. Maybe, I, I don't know. But in whatever place that we end up this year, I want to say, taking from Matthew one twenty three and just, I don't know, memorize it for yourself or the next time you go into it, it'll probably be into a difficult patch, that God is with me. He isn't necessarily going to pluck you out of it, but he's going to walk with you in that. And over the course of this year, that will be tested because we will have all of these different seasons. So I was thinking about it. You know, some of you guys are at school still and stuff like that. You know, if you're thinking about bullying or something like that, you know, you could, you could sort of say, God, get me out of a bullying situation, as terrible as that is. Or you could walk through that situation with Jesus and see what he might want to do. You know, some of us are going to, fall in love and, 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 and get the, you know, kind of the perfect match, you know, guy or girl this year. And some of us are going to fall out of love or, or miss that opportunity and feel like we've been robbed. You know, some of us are going to get the job this year that we've always wanted. And some of us are going to go for it. We're going to get down to the, the second to last person and we're going to be praying and praying and praying. We're going to find it goes to the other person. That will, that will happen to some of us this year. And, and the promise of God is that he is with us whether we get the job or not. And what I want to encourage you in this year is to go into your year by assuming or believing that Jesus is with you. He is with you in that process. And I think that will stand us in good stead. I want to finish off with three quick questions for you. And, uh, and, and um, uh, a, a sort of a mentor of mine, a guy called Brian Hathaway, um, who, who died um, tragically young, but he was... He was a significant pastor in the 1970s and 80s, and then he became the principal of the Bible College of New Zealand, as it was then Laidlaw College these days. And I was part of a little kind of group of young pastors, and we used to go and have a, a, a lunch out at, the, at Laidlaw um, once a month. And so he would just basically sort of say what he had learned. And he said once, he said, if I had to do it all over again when I preached, I'd ask more questions than give answers. And so I think that's a significant thing for me. And so I want to—I just want to ask you three quick questions as we go. And I'd love you um, to be able to process those. Hopefully you've got a way of recording them or your, your mind will record one of them. That's particularly relevant as you go into 2020. And so the first question would be this. What did I learn in 2019 to take forward into 2020? It's a great thing to look back at our history and think, you know, I don't want to do that again or I do want to do that again. I want to do more of that again. So I got to November last year, 2019, and I, was, I, I, I wasn't exhausted by work or anything like that, but I was exhausted by people because I'm, I'm an introvert and, and I have a very people-focused job. And I just knew that that area of my life was exhausted. And it just happened that I was able to have three or four days that, that really I didn't have anybody around. And and I, I, I just felt myself lift during that time. And I realized that without me really knowing it, I had been, you know, kind of in a, in a sense, um, I, I don't know, 
uh, overwhelmed, I guess, by, by the events of the year. And so what I have done this year is I've already put in my calendar time alone in a way that I have never deliberately done in my life. And the idea is, it's a bit of a sewing thing, isn't it? The idea is in November 2020, I'm not going to feel like that because I'm investing in myself to be able to do that. And I, I don't need to tell you what I'm doing, all of those sorts of things, or if that's for you, come and talk to me and I'll tell you what I'm doing. But it's like the point is your thing will be different than mine probably. But what have you learned? What have I learned? You know, kind of because I want to make it personal. What have I learned in 2019 that I could take forward into 2020? Because it would be daft, wouldn't it, to kind of have to learn it, relearn it all over again from 2019. I think it's a, it's a really uh, worthwhile thing for us to do. Then the second question I have is, what nourishing spiritual practice is God inviting me to pursue in 2020? And those who know her, my wife Fran, uses the, the, the term nourishing spiritual practice quite often and it's a really significant important thing basically it's like what am I doing that's taking me closer to God in 2020 what's the invitation of God so again thinking back to 2019 this is my car it's a very flash car it's um it's uh, 15 years old um it was my father's and I bought it off him when he was too old to drive it so I like to say now it's been over it's had two elderly owners, my dad, who couldn't drive anymore, and then me. And so this is my car, which has nothing to do with um, a nourishing spiritual practice. Apart from last year, 2019, I, I determined that I was going to make my car, I didn't know this at the beginning, but make my car a thin place. So thin place is sort of a, a, um, uh, a Celtic sort of expression of a place where you can be close to God. And so I turned off the radio, Radio Sport, and I turned on worship and I turned on Praise You Go and, you know, various things. And I made particularly in the mornings, I made particular <coughs> um, uh, policy of, of, I guess it's sowing again, of sowing into my life. And, you know, it was an incredibly powerful thing to the point where I was, always, I was looking forward to leaving home to go to work so that I could be listening to the next thing that I was doing. And it stood me in good stead. So what nourishing spiritual practice is God inviting you to? Is God inviting me to in 2020 to draw close to him? Because it will change your life if, if you embrace that. And then the final question I have is, what does seeking first the kingdom mean to me in 2020? And when I say that, I just feel like such an old pastor. Because it's like for the last 27 years that I've been pastoring, I reckon in the first service of every year, I've quoted Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And yet I, I just can't get beyond it. It's like, you know, kind of if, if I was to seek first the kingdom in the way I handle my money, that would be a really incredible thing. If I was to seek first the kingdom in the way that I handle my relationships, that would be an incredible thing. If I was to seek first the kingdom in the way that I made my decisions or the, or the um, you know, kind of the way that I speak to people, it would be an incredible thing. And, and so, so again, it's, it's, it's not a question for you to, um, to, to, to kind of bounce off me and, and do it from an intellectual point of view. Is that what he thinks? But it's more a question of saying, so, so what does seeking first the kingdom mean for me this year, God? It would be a prayer that we could pray. And so I, wanna, I just want to encourage you with those things, just to kind of think about those things. What did I learn in 2019 to take forward into 2020? Um, what nourishing spiritual practice is God inviting me to pursue in 2020? And what does seeking first the kingdom 
mean to me in 2020. And that's the best I can do for tonight. So that's fantastic. So why don't we stand and we're just going to ask if God would just touch us. We started at uh, 6.06, 5.06. It's now 6.05. Well, that's, a, that's, that's pretty good for those who are numbers challenged, isn't it? 5.06 to 6.05. Let's just pray. So I just encourage you to close your eyes. You don't have to by any means, but it, it just... It just filters things. And so, God, we invite your presence. We invite you to come. And we, in some way at least, and we'll be as individual as the number of people in the room, we in some way at least present ourselves before you for 2020. Come, Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. And I just want to encourage you in these moments of stillness and reflection, just to allow God to speak to you. And it may be out of a song that we sang tonight, it may be out of a um, you know, a point, one of the questions or whatever, maybe something completely random and unconnected with who and what we are tonight. But just allow your heart to settle and to draw close to Him. And God, we pray that you would help us to be liberal sowers this year. Lord, we pray for every joy and every grief that we will encounter this year. And we pray, Jesus, we believe you, Jesus, that you will be God with us as we are, are, are undergoing those things. Lord, we pray into these questions, whatever you would bring to our mind that's relevant for us, what we might have learned from 2019. what you're inviting us into to nourish us spiritually in 2020. And what seeking first the kingdom might look like in 2020. So Lord, we pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.